All right, we are back after our live from my man K. We back. It's been a minute. I know y'all all been wanting a uh, podcast. We sorry to keep y'all waiting, but we back for the 2023 NBA Finals, and we're gonna talk about the finals and many more basketball topics. And you know, you know, we got your favorite co-host Mark Senior, and we got my the esteemed star of the show, uh, Mr. Tay Wiggs. <laughs> All right, so we're going to get right into it. So it's been uh, two two games in the NBA Finals so far. Mm-hmm. It's one-on-one. Uh, everybody, had, uh, at least that I know, have been picking the Nuggets. You know, they said the Nuggets was going to get it done easily. The Heat is the AFC. Uh, they can't do it. Uh, the Joker is a real MVP, yada, yada, yada. But we tied that one-on-one. You know, the first game, uh, Murray and Jokic, you know, was you know, back-to-back, running that uh, pick-and-roll, scoring all the points. You know, and then they, you know, they gave us the heat they held, but then they lost their first home game in game two, you know, mm-hmm. and where there was just, and they, they didn't double team Jokic, they didn't do nothing fancy, they just played one on one. He had 40 points, but they took the L. So, so what do you think about those two games, man? I look at the first game, I look at it where since the layover that Miami had that layover, I think what, it was like eight or nine games, they had eight or nine days off between the layover. You know, I thought Denver was going to come out flat just by being a home team. Then again, I thought too, I was like, okay, Miami just got done playing probably one of the greatest game sevens that I've seen in NBA history. And with that meltdown, the Boston Celtics, and that's a topic for the day about, the, about that Celtics squad. But look at the Miami Heat, I was like, okay, cool, they're just going to lay flat. But for them to win the game, they, they definitely had to get the game number two. Uh, I do like what Spolster said. We can play on any elevation, Mount Everest, whatever, the game. But game one, the hype behind Jokic, I thought, for me, as I told you before, he should have been an MVP. Right. Just because what he can do. Off the, I mean, just with the ball. Um, also, two, Jamal Murray. Flame thrower. Bruce Bowen. Bruce Bowen. Michael Porter Jr. They give it to everybody. So, we still haven't seen the full hand of Denver Nuggets yet. The game one, game one was awesome. But I knew that in game two that Miami wasn't coming with key adjustments. The one thing about the Denver Nuggets, you got to keep them on that three-point line. Yes, sir. You know, Michael Porter Jr. and uh, like all their role players hit threes. KCP, mm-hmm. Michael Porter Jr. Uh, who else they got? Uh, Bruce Brown. Like, mm-hmm. It seemed like they always hit timely threes. Uh, you know, that first game, like they couldn't miss. And then the second game, uh, mm-hmm. well, Michael Porter Jr., you know, he was off. Uh mm-hmm. Well, I think that was a, a lot because Jokic was just trying to get his. You know, he wasn't. He only had like four assists, I think. Um, right. So he wasn't passing the ball around like you normally do, getting those guys open. Uh, and but on the flip side, the Heat, you know, they uh, was it Gabe Vincent, you know, went off. He was the leading scorer for most of the game, uh, and mm-hmm. I think that was probably the main reason why they won. It wasn't really Jimmy uh, or Bam like mm-hmm. we typically see, uh, but Gabe Vincent, you know, he went off. Now, too, he went off. Jimmy Butler didn't go off. We still haven't seen the symmetry Jimmy Butler game yet. He hasn't scored 30 points since the first round of the playoffs. That's a scary thing. And the one thing I keep hearing from us, oh, the Heat culture, Heat just, let me be honest with you, man. That's all hogwash. Heat culture is. <laughs> first and foremost, for them to, to sustain that type of teamwork and craftsmanship throughout the season, man, first and foremost, that's, that's, that's head coaching. So there's no culture. The whole thing is, can you get these players to buy you? The fact that they are doing this with seven undrafted players lets you know anybody can get to that mountain top. 
if you believe and work hard. Now, yes, I say exposure being there for right, why the game so easy for air exposure to coach? So as the cameraman. First of all, he started as a ball boy, right? Now he became the cameraman, choreographer. He feel he know what's going on into the depth, okay? I want my team to like this. I want my players to eat like this. I want them to train like this. And not only air exposure got them guys believing. What other player? What what player not to have on your team to have everybody buy? Jimmy Butler. You know, Jimmy Butler, you know, he had to name Jimmy Bucket. Let's be honest, man. Jimmy Butler is very he's very special. You gotta realize. I said he was he no, he got drafted in the second round, I believe, was it? Second round to Chicago Bulls. It, if I'm not mistaken. He was either the second round or the last pick of the first round, one of the two. Either way, it was, he wasn't the top pick. <laughs> he wasn't the top pick. Uh, you're looking at Jimmy Butler who came from Marquette University and just bought in, you know, selling the bench, one three average like what zero point six points per game. Next folks, he went from two points to that Thursday. I think he went from like two points to almost average almost 12, 13 points. So he's a guy, I think, all this time that Pat Riley had an eye the work, the work ethic, the dedication. And look at all the teams that he played for before he got to Miami, Minnesota, Philadelphia. He made those teams better as the time, especially Minnesota. And they made their first playoffs with him. They made their first playoff round with Jimmy Butler since. My favorite player, Kevin Burnett, since 2004. KG. It's KG the kid. So, when you look at a player like Jimmy Butler, a guy who buys in the system, I just look at the way he played, man. And the rest of the guys follow. It ain't too many guys like that, man. It's built like that. So, what do you see different from the Miami Heat in, in, in that game, too? Uh, I, I think they, throughout the whole playoffs, they just never seen phase. Like, you know, they take L's and then they're like, we gonna win the next game, and if, even if they don't win the next game, like we saw in that Boston series, mm-hmm. they keep they keep at it until they do win. You know, they was fortunate to be up three zero in that one, but uh, mm-hmm. like they they just tough. Uh, and it, like you said, it, it started with uh, Jimmy and Bam. I think both of those guys is like they they're real competitive. They not going back down. Like I said uh, in game two, like Bam just just guarded Jokic one on one the whole time. He ain't, he ain't help. Uh, Jokic was cooking. Uh, but he still, he never hung his head. He never, like, I've never seen him jog back now. Like, dang, I got to guard him again. He was, he was always down there and he didn't let it affect his uh, game on the offensive end either. So I think the mentality of Bam and Jimmy is, is really was pushing a team along with Eric Spoelstra, the head coach. Uh, I, so it, it's not, like you said, it's not a coach. It's just they, they got the, the best two guys on the team to, to buy into the, uh, to the program and, Everybody else got no choice but to fall in after that. Like, what do you, what do you look like, Gabe Vincent, not giving you all if Jimmy Butler and Bam giving it all every day? That that's not gonna ride. I think too. Once I seen uh, uh, what's name's coming starting up, Kevin Love, the six mm-hmm. points and the ten rebounds. I thought that was a different. I thought that's like a chess move. Like that's another way they can get Jokic to come out there on one the small forest to come out there on the floor or the power forest to shrink the floor. Okay, let's make space. Let's make Bam go to work because guess what. It's right. an easy close to the basket, a cut and die, the pick and pop with Kevin Love. And, you know, right. Kevin Love is not the same Kevin Love as he was probably about 10 years ago. You know, he's not the same 20 and 20 guy. If he gets you 10 and 10, you can live with that. Then, on, then too, he comes with championship experience just like Kyle Lowry. So you got to look at that type of aspect. The area, like you said, the Miami Heat going back at home, that building is going to be rocking right there on Biscayne Avenue. Yep. Um, so, Going into the next game, game three, remember there's been no Tyler Hero since he broke his hand right. in, the, uh, in the first round of playoffs against the Milwaukee Bucks. 
right now he's, he's questioning. So if you look at where the Miami Heat can get back a timely hero, what chances do they have to win the next two games at home, three and four? I think they got a pretty good chance. I mean, they they beat the Nuggets, who hadn't lost in the playoffs at home up until that point, so their confidence mm-hmm. got to be high. They're going home. Uh, Duncan Robinson, he came to life in that fourth quarter, and if mm-hmm. Tyler Hero come back, he's like a better version of Duncan Robinson. Then you got two of those, got two of those guys knowing, which, you know, role players normally play better at home anyway. Mm-hmm. I think they'll, they're going to be, uh, at least on the offensive side, ready to roll. But then again, we don't know what the, uh, typically, uh, we've seen, at least in the playoffs, when, when the Denver Nuggets lose, they typically mm-hmm. win the next game. So, you know, they're going to be ready. Uh, but we don't, they don't got the altitude, they ain't got the crowd. So, I would say it's about, I, w- I would take the Heat to win the next game um, in, in, in Miami. Uh, to take care of home court, but game four, I don't know. I'll, I'll take the Nuggets in game four. I think that he gonna get these two in a row, and then mm-hmm. the Nuggets will win game four. The one thing too I want to add that to just watching the NBA Finals and knowing that the Denver Nuggets has this history of letting guys come back in the fourth quarter, and, they, and so far in this round, game one they scored twenty points in the fourth quarter. Game two, twenty five, scoring forty five right. points. Do you look at where? For the Miami Heat, 30 points and 36. They can all score at 66 to 45 in their fourth quarter. So that's a lot of points right there giving up. Like I said, the, team, right. the don't get it twisted. The Denver Nuggets are a hot and good three-point shooting team. I keep telling people this the whole time. KCP is streaky. Michael Porter Jr. is streaky. Bruce Brown is streaky. So if those three guys are not hitting those consistent shots, on a, on a nightly basis, on a routine. And the same thing for Aaron Gordon. They don't have, and you can tell they have no type of plays or a package for Aaron Gordon. He just grabbed rebounds just and dunk. Round and cut. That's it. Yep. What do you do? So you're looking at, they run plays for Bam. Like every, you can tell like everybody got to play for him. But I don't see a play that they run for Aaron, for Aaron Gordon. If they can get Aaron Gordon more more into the offense, into the full of things, I think they have a better chance of winning the series. But if my any win game three tomorrow night, they possibly can That'd win game four. Man, I don't I don't see Denver going back home and getting the win. Right. That it'll be tough slate, but you know they they did uh three one kings, you know, they took it away from from us from Cleveland in the bubble. They came back three one, two series and you know and won it. Won it won both those series, but they lost, ended up losing the Lakers in the uh, finals. So if anybody can come back from a three one, it's them, I guess. But like, but that's I guess this this Jimmy Butler led Heat team. I don't think so. But but what you said about Gordon is is, is true. Like they need to run some more plays from, especially when uh, Kevin Love is out there because Kevin was guarding him. Uh, in Game Two, they did it a little bit when they ran some lobs mm-hmm. Gordon because Kevin Love always loses man on the baseline for some reason. He even did that in Cleveland. Don't know why. But they stopped doing it. Like I said, they just let Jokic cook. He stopped passing. He stopped throwing them lots. But they're going to have to do more uh, packages for Aaron Gordon because he's far more athletic than Kevin Love, especially if they're going to start Kevin Love in the next game. No, it's All right, crazy. y'all. So what we're going to do, we're going uh, to hold it right there. We're going to uh, catch y'all on the rebound. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be back with some more time. Thanks for tuning in to the podcast. We appreciate it. Show us some love. Hit the like button. Hit the subscribe button to this podcast. All right, we back from that break. Thanks for sticking with us. All right, before we left off, Tate was about to make some some good points about the Denver Nuggets offense and player rotation. I think so. We are gonna let him let him cook. So I'm gonna elaborate on before we went into the commercial break. 
I'm looking at where the Denver Nuggets, you signed some key pieces, all right? So you signed Reggie Jackson. We haven't seen Reggie Jackson, I'm going to say, since what, game, what, game five or game six of the Western Conference Finals. He has not given the floor to the NBA Finals. Then, two, you signed Thomas Bryant. Oh, yeah. I didn't see him from X Baker. I didn't see him guard to get no run during these playoff rounds. So you got guys out there that can actually get that's, that's extra points, an extra foul. And two, you're looking at where the case Jokic get tired and throw the hand signal. They say, you know, to come take me out. Right. So once you do that, once you put Thomas Bryant in the game, he can match Bam energy. They will they will go at it. Right. Because he ain't backing down. Yeah, and you looking at Bam too. And the weakness for Bam, he goes for every hand thing. He's not disciplined on the hand thing. He bites every time. He do. And he ain't even a shot blocker, but he still be jumping for the hand things, man. The one guy I think that might be heat too, who'd have been putting in low key, uh, what's his name, uh, Alonzo Highsmith, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Haywood, Haywood Highsmith, who become a bitch coming up kind of valuable. I thought what Spoke did. He's playing guys a little bit more now too. Duncan Robinson started hitting hit some clutch threes, you know, aka Baby Luke, Jimmy Newcomb. So I'm looking at guys like that. So the whole ordeal of the different the different Nuggets want to win this series. I think you're able to dive a little bit deeper into your bench, man. I think I, I think the coach need to trust these guys more more. Because remember, when Brandon Malone was the coach of the Cleveland Cavaliers, when the wow. Cavaliers won that famous run, he started in, they was even on the bench more against the Detroit Pistons. So can he duplicate the same thing with a Reggie Jackson, who is a veteran ball handler that right. can give uh, Jamal Murray a blow? Absolutely, especially because they they traded you know Bones Highland, who was basically that guy off the bench, and then they got uh, Reggie Jackson back because they thought he was a better fit. But then they, now in the, in crunch time, they, you know they're not playing him. And Reggie Reggie he ain't no scrub. He he got playoff experience with uh with the Thunder and with the Clippers. Uh, he made some real big shots, uh, I think, against the Nuggets last year in the playoffs. So, mm-hmm. you no, know, I, I could be wrong. I could be I could be thinking a couple of years ago, but he he's a he's a big time player, uh, at least, especially when it comes to the playoffs. I'm not saying he all world, all NBA, but he can definitely give Jamal Murray some blow, um, especially when you got the Heat. You know, like we just mentioned, they got seven undrafted players on their team, and they all get run. High High Smith. Uh, Duncan Robinson, Max Struess, Gabe Vincent, like Caleb Martin, like all those guys were were undrafted, but they get in the play because the system worked. Like when you get guys in that know how to play in and out, you can give uh, Jimmy Butler some rest. You can give uh, Bam some rest. We'll put in, they even put in Cody Zeller, one of, one of your, the one so <laughs> uh, centers. They even let him get some run to get uh, Bam some blow. So I agree with you. Like they got to maybe widen their rotation a little bit. Uh, but they probably ain't. I don't think they're gonna do it unless things get really sticky. So we'll see. And, and you know my favorite line: when you go back home to your crib, there's nothing like sleeping in your own bed and doing your yeah. own time. So yeah. you know, in your time zone. And two, with the Denver Nuggets, you're not going to beat the Miami Heat giving up 37 points to Matt Struess and Gabe Vincent. Gabe Vincent give you 23, and Struess give you 14. Strauss, you're not gonna beat them. No. Now remember. And Tyler Hero come back. One of those guys go to the bench. Right. <laughs> so this is the part they're not talking about, TV. Now you talking about production? Three point wise, if you get Tyler Hero back, the Miami Heat will be a better three point shooting team than the Denver Nuggets. The no, Denver just Nuggets. gonna let him alone. Right. 
And different nuggets, and the way you're going to be Miami Heat, you have to run. Not saying the Miami Heat is not built on that, but that's how the different nuggets built their case in the regular season and thus far down to the NBA Finals and through the playoffs. If you want to beat the Miami Heat, you cannot give up second offensive rebounds. I've seen that happen a lot. Careless, tur- careless turnovers has been going on around a lot. And it got to know when to make the right pass. So, and the thing for the Miami Heat is, I know that they've been, this has been a trend so far. If one team shoots three, you have to come back and shoot three. Get back to where you was doing with Gaffney there. Your bread and butter. Saying back towards the basket. Using Bam more on the, on the low screen pick and rolls. Jimmy Butler diving to the hole, hitting 15 footers. Dealing for your man on the wing. Because I know when Matt Cruz gets to the, to at least at the arch of the three point line and Gabe Vincent gets in the wings. So, right. Yep. Right. They can't defend everybody. Before before I let you go, Marcus, Kyle Lowry has made two clutch shots on Jokic. The step back three to the left, straight cat. <laughs> man, even though he's on the same Kyle Lowry, you know, he, he has championship experience. He's been in the playoff a lot. And one thing I'm gonna say about Kyle Lowry, he's been a journeyman before he found his last home, which was Toronto. True. So you're looking at him, he know what it takes to know, and that's the type of player looks for. Guys have been on that journey. He's been on the journey. For so, sure. That's yeah, a good he, point. I forgot all about the teams he played for before the uh before Toronto and the Heat. Well, yeah, before Toronto, he was all over the place. You got them Houston, Memphis, Philly. He been places. So he knows his takes. So you got somebody like that on your, on your roster. Then too, you got Udonis Haslam. You know, people tell you, you know, I'm reading quotes and stuff. They like, you need to retire. He just taking up space. Hey, Udonis, I respect you. What they must say, you're a pro's pro. <laughs> What I'm going to say, he's doing the right job. When you look around the NBA, we they have no veterans on the squad. Right. 20 years in veteran. Everybody forget that his last game in the NBA regular season. He's an all-time heat lead rounder for the Miami Heat. <laughs> yep. He did that game with 20 and 14. So he's still still there. So he showed you, okay, I'm going to play this bad game. I'm going to go hard. So guess what the other guys do? Ain't no way UD 40 years don't feel going hard. The young guys follow suit. And that's why you need a veteran in your squad. Right, right. So, so you think that he can he get it there with no like you know, Denver's probably the more talented team. Um, as we said, the Heat only, they got seven undrafted players, only two real stars, and then uh, you know, in a, a wily veteran and Kevin Love, can they be NBA Finals championship as an eighth seed, a playing team that beat uh, they beat the first place team in the East, the uh, Milwaukee Bucks. They beat the second place team in the Celtics. Now they playing the first place team in the West. Can they get it down with a less talented group? The one thing I'm gonna say is a Floyd baby, Floyd Money Bay brother, right here. He <laughs> always say, "Hard work be talent any day." <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Because they working hard. Because you were number one seed on me going to the championship, yeah. right? Because you're the favorite. And I had to, as I'm watching the game unfold more and more, I'm sitting here watching the game like All right, I had. I said, "Give me Denver at five. Then I realized, like, man. This Eric Spolstra. Eric Spolstra been coaching, been coaching great. Never had a losing season since he's been in Miami. Never right. been rec- never been recommended or rec- get recommended for coach of the year. That's a travesty. That's a shame. He should have at least one coach of the year, at least a top yeah. five uh, voting for well, look, at least. And then one thing I'm gonna say, in working his favorite. Let's look at the last five, the last five years. All the coaches of the year have been fired. <laughs> yes, that's true. That's true. Who is it, bud? 
Frank Vogel. Frank Vogel. Uh, Dwayne Casey twice. Uh, uh, from yeah, from Toronto. Well, <laughs> Doc Rivers. And, and, and Aaron Sposer. It's the it's the it's the it's the East Coast Greg Popovich. And, and one thing I'm gonna say about Sposer, which I do like, man, his players run through the, run through a, a brick wall for him, man, a burning building, because yeah. they believe in his philosophy. And the one thing I do like, you, you do talk to me every now and then on Instagram or social media, do play, play a pickup ball with some of his teammates. So you should, if your coach is going to play a pickup basketball game with you, you already know how to play a show, man. Coach is this, and we're going to do this. Man, Spokes is a hell of a coach. And just to get guys that nobody wants. Remember, Matt Strauss played for the Boston Celtics last year. Uh, I think last year. All right. Mm-hmm. They, they, they waved him. Yeah, absolutely. Who do you have now? <laughs> Jay Vincent was undrafted. It goes on and on. Haywood was Haywood. I mean, Haywood. I'm Iceman. Yeah. Undrafted. Um, oh. Man, look at what they're doing. I think they only got two first rounders on their team. All right, Kevin Love. Yeah. And, and what? Tyler Hero. My bad. Tyler Hero and Bam. It is. And Kevin Love, you really can like exclude him. He like he our age. <laughs> and look at and look at uh, Caleb Martin, Michael Jordan. He had both the twins. You always keep twins together. How you gonna get cut one? <laughs> Shout out to J Cole, man. Yep. Cole World County. They should send him a ring if they win. Like we got send what? Him a ring. I won't be surprised if J Cole suit up tonight. It's off the spring. <laughs> but no, nah, but uh, all seriousness though, hard work, man. Like hard work. You got certain teams already believing, like, oh, we got it. We got this in the bag. That's what I never know you're thinking. We got it in the bag. And listen to the uh, the game two, game wrap up with Gabe Vincent. He said, they don't give a deal with nobody. Say about that. They just want to win one game at a time. Right. When, you got the, when you got the whole team saying stuff like that and they all believing, Mark, that's kind of dangerous for a team like that to believe in something. Playing the team think they already want something. When you already think you want something, you're going to lose. Right. Coming in with with a the expectation already set, like yeah, we gonna beat these guys, get them out of here quick and quick and easy. And it, I mean, it did look that way in game one. It looked like they they never uh, was in jeopardy of losing. It was always winning by 10, 15 points. The Heat would come back, but then they would extend the lead. Uh, but then you know things change in the, in the playoffs quick. Mm-hmm. You can be up one game and then down the next. Like that happened uh, every year. It happens. Or favorite mm-hmm. loses. Right, so who you got winning game three before we go to this this next commercial break? I think I think Miami going win game two, game three. Excuse me. I think mm-hmm. they going home. They got the minimum winning game two. Mm-hmm. Um, they you know they're a team that's not afraid, well coached. The role players gonna play better on the road, and then on top of that, all that if Tyler Hero come back too. Yeah, even if he don't play well, just the the fact that he's back is gonna boost the team. I think they take game three for sure. What, what do you think? You think they think they taking game three, or you think the Nuggets uh, gonna roll back? I'm gonna say, they always say who will win game three, pretty much win that series by eighty some percent of the time. Crazy stat. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna say, man, man, you can give me give me my end. Okay. I say, Tony, I say Tony Hero come back, man, and put up 17 points, man. 
and you could give you about four threes, because that building gonna be rocking if he gets to play. But they should bring him off the bench because I do like I what Miami has going on right now thus far. Because you never want to break that type of mold. I think he should come off the bench and work his way back into the starting lineup. And if they can get that win, if they get a win, he'll come off the bench. I'll say just leave it as is until the time stops. Until the time stops, right? I agree with you. So, so a lot of people been saying, at least on my Twitter thing, uh, that the Nuggets can do it. Like they can win it all uh, and be victorious because uh, Murray and Jokic is the, the next, you know, Kobe and Shaq. Like, mm. I, I think we let's get into that after this next break. We'll talk about if that's, is there any truth to that? Like, is there truth to them being the next Kobe and Shaq? Do you agree? Is Jokic and Murray the next Kobe and Shaq? Hit us up in the comments and let us know what you think. All right, we back. Uh, so we left off uh, with the question. The question of the day is Murray and Jokic the next Kobe and Shaq? I say no. But what, what do you think? <laughs> no. <laughs> you gotta win some titles first. Those are big shoes. I, I agree with that. Between those two players that are right there, them Hall of Famers, that's almost darn near 75,000 points scored. A lot of points, you know. And Shaq, of, they got, he got the MVPs. But how many MVPs Shaq win? One. Shaq had one regular season MVP, and Shaq Kobe got one. And, and Kobe got one, and Shaq got three Finals MVPs. Okay, so Jokic got already got more MVP regular season MVP than Shaq. No Finals MVP, so he got he got to take care of business here. I know Kobe got one too. He shot two Finals MVPs though. Cause the, uh, yeah, Kobe got two on his own without well, Shaq. Right. And those are big shoes to fill, Marcus. Shaq and Kobe. Kobe, Shaq, how you want to put it? Come on, man. Jokic and Jamal Murray. Man, they got to win one title. They got to at least win two titles. To, even to get mentioned in the class like that. They can't. Man, you got to win two titles to get mentioned with the class. Don't do more than Isaiah Thomas first. <laughs> You said they gotta get they gotta get to Joe Dumars and Isaiah Thomas level. I mean Isaiah Thomas is one of the greatest point guards of all time though. Right. And hard working Joe Dumars? Come on, man. Executive of the year. Uh, where he at? He in the league now. He had to uh he had to suspend uh Draymond. Mm -hmm. He was their best bud. So he, he in the league office now, but that he was a hell of an executive too. He got two two you know, one, at least one championship with the uh the Chauncey Billups Spurs and uh, Ben Wallace, mm -hmm. two two as a player. That's yeah, I, nice I, 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 I would agree with that. I, I, I agree with that. I mean, it's, it's a lot of other big man, uh, big man guard duos out there. Sure. Um, Shaq and Kobe is like one the pinnacle, <laughs> like the pinnacle. Tony Parker, Tim Duncan. I mean, they're they a little boring, but hey. <laughs> you got Jordan Pippen out here. We talking about duels. Duels. Who is saying they must play? They must play NBA Jam. Yeah, I think it was. I think it was a, a young guy, a young dude. On 2K, mm -hmm. where is my player loading up the rosters like these guys? They can get it now. I mean, don't get me wrong, they good. They still got work to do. Thomas, you know, their story ain't, ain't been told yet. Uh, if they can't lose game, like we we both picked Miami for game three. They, if they truly a Shaq and Kobe right. duo, they not gonna lose game three, mm -hmm. and we think they are. So they can prove us wrong, I guess. But I, you know, who knows? You got realize the NBA finals though. Mm -hmm. Shaq, we talking about Kobe and Shaq beating teams 4-0, 4-1. Teams really getting two wins on these guys in NBA Finals. 
So you're not, you're not, they're nowhere close to that. Because you had Shaq and Kobe going against this Miami Heat team, they would have shredded that team, man. Shredded wheat. <laughs> I agree because they don't have an answer for Shaq. Like, Jokic is good, but he, he cannot guard Shaq in no way, shape, or form. And then Kobe is it, he got too much height on Murray. He, like, yeah, they need they need time, man. I, I yeah, agree with you. That's we crazy. talking about the X Factor the Lakers had Robert Ory, Ryan Rick Harper, Fox, Rick Fox, Horace Grant. Uh, at one point in time, Lindsey Hunter. Mitch Richmond, I man, you're, you're nuts. No, no, no. <laughs> All right, so, so we we in the green there. All right, so we gonna we gonna switch it up. Uh, we gonna move on to some other basketball topics. Uh, it's been word going around that you know, Kyrie asking LeBron to come to Dallas. LeBron asking Kyrie to uh, to come to LA. He he flat out said it during like, was that All Star break. He basically traded Russell Westbrook right in his face. Like, I, I hope we get Kyrie. I was disappointed we didn't get him. So, is that hey, you, reunion going to happen? Is Kyrie and LeBron going to wear the same uniform again? I mean, they got a lot of magic. I, I would say there's probably LeBron and AD is probably his best teammate that fit. And then I would say LeBron and Kyrie is second. And then I would put D Wade as third. Even though they had more success, I would put D Wade third because Kyrie and LeBron just really. They played off each other. It was like, uh, uh, it was always exciting. Like when it was here in Cleveland, mm-hmm. went to the finals four straight times, even though one time, you know, well, three straight times together, four times while LeBron was here. I mean, if they, if they, if the Lakers got Kyrie, uh, obviously they would have to get rid of either D'Angelo Russell or probably Rui Hachimura. Um, but I think that can give them over the hump. I can think they could get him to the final. Maybe Brian get his fifth ring. LeBron go to Dallas. That's Kyrie, Luca, and LeBron. I think that's a finals team too. But I don't know who. I don't know what. How would that work out? Like, how would LeBron sign with Dallas? I don't even think Dallas got picks or uh, cap space to take on LeBron. I mean, I could be wrong. I'm not a cap expert, but I'm just, I'm just saying this. I'm sort of making the Kobe Bryant faces. <laughs> the late Kobe Bryant. <laughs> I must say, I remember this segment early in the year, right after our star break. Tristan Thompson was on Get Up. Tristan Thompson, LeBron, he's a LeBron and Kyrie. He's like, he's like, he's like LeBron and Kyrie. He's like, I need to get to the Lakers. I can get him back to the team. He's like, let them make this happen. Fast forward after that all star break, that segment. You go into like around the last couple of games of the NBA season, Tristan Thompson gets signed. Now, I'm gonna take you back somewhere. I'm gonna go back way before I'm gonna rewind that all the way back in the summertime. When somebody took a picture and he recorded LeBron James in the passenger seat of Kyrie Carr on the freeway. And they're doing, oh, we're getting Kyrie to the Lakers. Mm-hmm. Remind you, and Kyrie and LeBron sped off. Now, remind you, before that, don't rewind that back. Kyrie <laughs> bought a house in LA. Mm-hmm. Now, we can fast forward all that up. He, who's, at the, who's at the Western Conference Finals? Kyrie Corsad <laughs> get dabbing up te- dabbing up his old teammates. Who's <laughs> at the Western semifinals? Kyrie Irving. They recruiting each other. They got Tristan Thompson. They using Tristan Thompson as the pawn. As the pawn. You fast forward that in the playoffs. I thought the couple of series that he had against Jokic, I thought he did pretty well boxing him out, making him yeah. making, making making his life a little miserable for the couple of stands he had out there. Right. I thought that uh, should have played him more. 
Now, if I'm going to Dallas or Madden, the Browns still got two years left in this contract. Well, a year, I will say now, because in 2024, he's a free agent, right? Right. We know Mark Cuban said he'll pay a luxury tax, but I don't think he's going to pay that last, was it, 20, $27 million for the Browns contract? You know what you can do with $27 million? You can actually you can keep players for $14 million apiece. Right. So, I don't think Mark Cuban will look deep that far. So, if they say they did hypothetically make a trade for LeBron, who's going to touch the ball? Well, I mean, that's 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 a truly, it's only one ball. Like, LeBron and Luka is very similar. Um, Luka really needs the ball to thrive. We saw that once Kyrie got there, they didn't really click because Luka was not used to that type of dynamic ball handling. You know, he played with uh, Jalen Brunson, who is used to playing off the ball, even though you see in the New York Knicks, you know, the shirt you got on, he can run things, but he used to playing off the ball from his Villanova days. But three of them all at once, it's, it's not, I mean, I think LeBron can probably fit in anywhere. He can, he can fit in anywhere, but typically teams fit LeBron, not the other way around. So I don't think it'll, I don't think it'll work in Dallas. I can see it working in LA though. Now, they made it, the Lakers made it quite and very clear that they definitely not bringing back Gianjo. Do you think in that Western Conference Finals, LeBron didn't bring the ball to court and Kyrie was there and Kyrie and LeBron kept looking at it? Now, honestly, you got to watch the game because you don't pay attention. This is stuff I pay attention to. LeBron, bring the, LeBron let Gianjo bring the ball to court and Gianjo do the thing and missed the shot. And LeBron turned around and looked back at Kyrie and like, thank you, Sam. <laughs> that was you. I know, you made that I know you made that shot. <laughs> I already know what LeBron and Kyrie is doing. They're not tampering each other because they know they can't do nothing until July 1st. Because Kyrie's a free agent. Say they don't mm-hmm. land Kyrie. You keep seeing stuff with Trey Young. Right? I don't think they're going to let it fit because Trey don't play defense. Right. Kyrie played enough defense where he can, he can get some stops. Just because he's a long, to me, he's a thicker player than Trey Young. But a person to me who would make sense out of all of this. That I can see going to LA would be Damian Lillard. Oh, you know, Damian's from Oakland. He's he a California dude. So that's a perfect fit. Another perfect fit. But Damian got to ask, he got to ask for a trade. And that's what they making like 50, 55 million, something like something crazy like that. And Damian's man, you know, like, like he, like his son said, he's been loyal to the soil. So he would have to request that trade to get over there, even though I do agree you, he makes the most sense out of. Everybody we just named Dane, Brian, and uh, AD. I, I mean, I don't normally do this, but I would say that team it will probably win the championship. Even even with LeBron being in his twenty first year, and you know, one away from forty at that at that point in time. I'm gonna say this: it probably makes sense to me. My dream trade for the Lakers to be trading AD to Minnesota for Car Anthony Towns. <laughs> now, hear me out. Okay. Okay. I know McCarr Anthony Thomas is healthy. He's a better player than AD. To me. Okay. I mean, they, these are Kentucky guys. So are, are... I know he's gonna I know he's gonna post. He can shoot the three. He got a soft fit. He got a soft 15 for they both get free throws. Right? And he's not he's a little bit more durable than AD. Yeah. I agree with that too. Right. And two, in that play-in game, Car Anthony Thomas is giving Anthony Davis the bid. He really was on the loader. Nobody talk about that. He was, I thought they was about to lose for a second. Anthony Towns was on a roll for a hot second. He was giving the business. And two, and another dark horse I can see happening. We know Chicago bull sign Vujicic is back, right? 
Right. Could there be a DeMar DeRozan signing going to play the Lakers? Because you you can give up Tony, was it, uh, who was that, Tony Farmer? The, no, it was it something Bradley? The Lakers? Oh, yeah. I know you're talking about, I can't think of his name. But I know you're you talking can, about. You can give him up. And, man, it's, it's, another, it's another guy you can give up. They probably can do a sign and trade with uh, for Rui. Yeah, don't think yeah, restricted free agent. Man, Rui can get paid. Austin Reed want to get paid. Austin, so, they so already Lakers, said they're keeping Austin Reed under all circumstances. They're keeping him. So, you, and when you're looking at what I'm saying about the Lakers off their bench, when you're looking at that box, who they got. So, Tony Brown Jr., that's what I'm talking about. You brought him there to shoot threes. He did nothing. All right? You brought in my other guy, Malik Beasley. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, Beasley. That's it. They didn't play him at all. They should have gave him some run. He's supposed to be like the uh, designated shooter. Well, Lonnie Walker got hot. True. If Lonnie Walker don't get don't get hot, they don't go to the Western Conference Finals. So no, that's no. true. If Lonnie Walker did never got hot in that series, right now, honestly, the Warriors would be up two games to nothing. <laughs> you said it'd be that change, <laughs> drastic of a change. Like if no Lonnie Walker, this is the Warriors up in the finals. Lonnie, Lonnie Walker right now LeBron Should be buying him dinner Every night Because with no Lonnie Walker Marcus They wouldn't be in the, they be in the Western Conference Finals I mean that's a that's a clutch guy He probably already buying them dinner And, two, <laughs> and their X Factor for that Ben Hakimir I was calling him a Chinese Jordan When he was hitting on fadeaways for a second All right. he, so, he was in the zone for a minute Like is this the same guy to play for the Wizards? Don't even couldn't recognize him. Like, I, no. I know he looked the same, but he ain't playing the same. You can keep him in your lineup. You can actually start him in your starting lineup. Well, I thought the Lakers should have did that more. They wait till the last minute when I start him in the lineup. When, once they won game one, the Lakers won that game one. I thought automatically, all right, cool. We're going to put him in. They should have started him in because they don't have no really no answer for him. So you start bringing guys on the bench and start playing the other role again. It's like, all right, he's going to lose his mojo, which he did. The one game he had 17 points in the, in the, in the all the way to the third quarter, he did not score at all in the fourth quarter because they started running the plays. Everybody started becoming three points. You're happy. But that's right. about the Lakers, though. Uh, Victor Wayambe. <laughs> Man, I, I've been hearing some crazy stuff about him. They say he's the... I don't think he's going to be a bust, but he's certainly not... What did they... Uh, Whoa, whoa, say he's the best prospect ever. He said he's the best prospect ever. Greeny, Victor Wembanyama is the singular greatest prospect in NBA draft like, history. With, he's that. Wild Cinder, Green Hunter Jabbar. He was much better. LeBron James, much better. And both of those guys, Wild Cinder went to UCLA, just won three championships, came. Mm -hmm. Went to the Bucks, gave them a championship. Went to the Lakers, won championship, five champions, three championships, four more championships there. LeBron James, right out of high school, averaging what twenty points a game, rookie of the year. Took the the Cleveland Cavs, never been to the finals. Took them to the finals. Went to Miami, got two championships. Night, he went to came back to Cleveland, won a championship. Went to LA. <laughs> like, how is he a better prospect than those two guys? Like, mm -hmm. and he ain't even played a game yet. <laughs> right. And we're looking at like, okay, and everybody's still mesmerized because he shot a three-pointer and missed it and, and, and dunked it back in. <laughs> like so he's 7'6", man. I, why wouldn't he be able to do that? 
I think the only thing, my only knock is about him is the frame size of his body. Right, is your body built for an 82 game season plus another 12 more or 18 more games? Because you know, after the, if you make the play, that's another whole season. You play about a, that's about 108 Double games. Double it's, it's almost like Chad Mason. Mm hmm. You know, uh, I think you meant Chad yeah, Hope is at home. Yeah. He, same build. You know, he, we saw what happened to him. He missed the whole season for an injury. Didn't even, you know, get a chance to get out on the court. Some of that is out of precaution, but they built the same way. And we know how he got injured guarding the great LeBron James. <laughs> <laughs> so, so look, Victor Wayama going to do so like we talk about going to get to like, uh, like people who got bigger bodies like uh, somebody, I'm saying y- Jokic a banger Vujicic a banger banger so guys like that because there's pretty much no everybody that plays are, are more hybrids I'm talking about guys that's actually going to bang in the post and like I said that's a lot you asking for like an 18 or 16 year old kid to come to the league to do right away especially if you have a pop of this so what they going to do in San Antonio they got, they got them a player what are they gonna do with their free agency? Can they can they attract a superstar like big down there? I mean, with, with Victor, I think they could attract somebody. I mean, they they uh you know Pop had one foot out the door. I think he was more upset they got the number one pick than, than anything. Like I was about to retire. Now we got this kid. I'm gonna probably have to come back. So, so like, don't get me wrong. I think he's gonna be good. I just think the expectations a little too high for him. Mm-hmm. Um, I think uh, they could attract some stars. Uh, uh, they got cap space. They got a lot of good young players as it is. You know, they got the uh, the kid from St. V. Um, they got, uh, I forget his name. He played for the uh, Team USA. Uh, and they got, um, uh, was it, the backup point guard, uh, younger brother. The backup point guard from Memphis, his, his younger Tyler brother. Top, yeah, they got him. So they got a good collection uh, of young guys. Well, when beyond, if they can get a starter come, I think they can... If he is as good as advertised, they can probably make a, a playoff run. I don't think they'll go anywhere beyond like the first round, but they can make a playoff run. For them to be successful for the Spurs, we know they got Victor Wayama. For them to be successful, it, it depends on what Keldon Johnson. Keldon Johnson, that's his name. I couldn't think of it. That, that's the team USA guy I was mentioning. So you got Keldon Johnson and Malachi Bradman. So how could this team succeed? Because now, the whole thing is everybody get we give Pop his props. But can you coach this younger team to be that next Spurs team? Can you put them in winning situations like you did, Janobi, Tony Parker? Can you plug some pieces in? Look like this. You've been a coach for an organization for so long, and you coaching now younger players, and your voice become old. They look at you like, man, you've been here since Avery Johnson when you're playing. Vinny Del Negro. Vinny Del Negro, Mario Elliott, Sean Elliott, Steve Kerr at one point in time. Like, all those guys as coaches now. <laughs> so you looking at then what makes this 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 thing I do like. Tim Duncan is coming back to San Antonio to groom him. See, that's, that's the first time I'm hearing that. That that's, should be scared. That's game changing. <laughs> Just from having him on his side. That him and Pop, you know, it's just like you said, they the uh the, the Miami he's the Spurs of the East. Mm-hmm. That that's Spurs culture. That's all the guys. You got Pop. You got Tim Duncan, and it, they can groom him. if they if he's going to mentor him. He can they can make some noise because with Tim Duncan, I think he's a, a like an under 
estimated leader. I think he can get the most out of him and, you know, tell him to show him the ropes, show him how uh, it works, uh, have him prepared. So that'll be huge if you come back and mentor him. Now think about this, Marcus. Tim Duncan comes back to San Antonio. Not only he going to be grooming Victor, I'm talking about some other guys. True. He'd be very scary to see Tim Duncan back on the sideline, giving Victor a, some of his post moves. Like I said, Tim Duncan was a flash. He was the most fundamentally sound player that the league has seen. Now, I have seen since of my, of my, of my two eyeballs that I've been on earth for 37 years for. Uh, it's going to be, it's going to be very interesting to see what the Spurs are going to do. And this is what nobody's not talking about. Tony Parker been scouting this kid for the longest. The Frenchman. And that's, uh, <laughs> and, and, and people don't understand the San Antonio Spurs has the best overseas guys in the league to to recruit guys scouts that's, that's the name I was looking for they have the best scholars in the league so when it, when it came down to the last two picks of the first round of the for the first pick of the, of the NBA I already told myself there's no way the Hornets getting that pick <laughs> they're not they my, get it. They know that might screw this up because you already screwed up. What everybody? Everybody still in the city mad about this? You know, I'm here in Charlotte. People are still mad that Michael Jordan drafted Michael Key Gilchrist over Bradley Beal. And for that, and where is Michael Key Gilchrist? I don't know. I haven't seen him lately. <laughs> I haven't seen him lately. I don't know him and his jump shot. I haven't seen anything like that on the NBA court lately. <laughs> Bradley Beal. We go from Anthony Davis pick to MKG. True. That right yeah, there had long. Michael Jordan got fired. Last time I thought MKG was good, he played high school basketball at St. Patrick's High School with Kyrie Irving. Oof. Oh, yeah, New Jersey. <laughs> That's how I look at it. But going back to the Spurs, man, they just need they need about one, 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 one guy and one solidified solid guy. That guy had a bench of the guys on the bench. You could control some guys on the starting five. But Tim Duncan coming back to the organization, that's going to be huge, man. That's pretty huge. All right, we got some uh, breaking news. So the Suns hired Frank Vogel. Mm. It just came across my uh, feed here. What you think about that? You know, they, last time he coached, he uh, was with the Lakers. They won the championship. Then he got booted out because of... That whole Russell Westbrook situation and, um, you know, Russ saying he wasn't playing him right and all that. So, can KD and Book and CP, can they play under Frank Vogel's system? Or is the system going to be let KD and Book do whatever they want to do? Well, since the new owner took over for the Phoenix Suns, some of the moves he didn't make has been questionable right now. <laughs> I'm going to say that. Um, you fired your coach and your Monty Williams. All right? All right. Who changed the culture there? Who made the the Phoenix Suns relevant since Amari Stoudemire, Steve Nash, and Green Hill, and Joe Johnson? I keep going on about these names. Uh, and for you to fire him to bring in Frank Vogel, who is known for his collapses in the fourth quarter, his coaching rotations, you bring this guy in for what? So now you bring him in. This to me, this is gonna be more of a Devin Booker offense. We're gonna see a lot of we're gonna see more Devin Booker and less Chris Paul. Uh they're probably gonna trade Aiden. I don't think he's staying around. Even though 
Aiden had a problem with Monty Williams. So now does he stay that they bring Craig Vogel in? With that one, with DeAndre Aiden, I'm going to say you want a coach like Monty Williams. You want a, uh, a player's coach. And, and it, honestly, if these were the players been asking for in those, in those type of deals. Can we get player coaches? Can right. we see more players become GMs? Now you get the player coaches in who recognize what's going on and stuff is unfolding right before your eye. You got a player coaching play on that same level as you. They see stuff going going left. It's my only job to pull you back to the right side. So if I'm <laughs> seeing you, if I see a player like DeAndre Ayton out there, the best thing about him is the big silvery chain that he wear around his neck. <laughs> Other than that, his game don't match up to what he's doing out there to have that big contract. Is he worth is he worth the next contract? Hell no. <laughs> Some game, some games he get you. Some games he get you twenty five and ten. And the next game, like damn, he paid forty seven minutes, only eight points and twelve rebounds. Man, you can't do that. I, I, I respect Mikey for benching him. I respect <laughs> I that. He had to. I mean, he wasn't showing up. I mean, you could see during the games, Devin Booker would go and be yelling at him like, "Man, you get this simple stuff like you got to catch the ball. <laughs> like you can't be this big and not catching the ball." CP yelling at him. Look, Mark, you know what I'm gonna say. Somebody might be bad in the best, okay, but what I'm seeing, is he the new Pony Brown? Ooh, ooh. I think he's better than, I think he's a little better than Kwame. <laughs> a little better than Kwame. Because the reason I'm saying that, when somebody addressed him on the court, they shut down. Oh, okay. So that I agree with, because when, but uh, I, yeah, I'm going to agree with that. I'm going to say, because that was Mike, though, but he still, he was, he was shutting down even well after Mike. And he the, played with Kobe, so... Now you're looking at players like that. As I'm the player of the team, I'm your brother. When you fall, I'm supposed to what? Pick you up. Pick you up. Pick you up. I, I see something in you. Man, no, crash the boards on these guys. Crash them. You're not even you're not even crashing the board on these dudes. You you let people off, off your bench. You let Lindale come off the bench, I'll work you. And my one of my all time, one of my favorite guys on the bench, I knew he was gonna play hard. Ben Mabiyama. Mm-hmm. Another Charlotte guy. Charlotte, you gonna play, play hard. You 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 letting guys outwork you, right? You 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 making hundred and twenty two million dollars, and you playing like you worth a six pack, a bush beer, and three <laughs> slam jams, and a box of Boston baked beans. Cause you get cooked <laughs> out there. Cooked. I go. I'm getting cooked. He playing horrible. He's getting bullied. Like like the positive I like about his game, he can rebound. Was underrated to me. He's an underrated 15 foot shooter. He can hit he the mid. Nice he can hit the mid range. But he's one of them guys. If he don't get the ball after a while, he's gonna he's walk out the floor. He's, he's, he's a rap bull. He's a rap bull. So the NBA is more mental than anything. Can you can you weather the storm? Time time will tell. All right, with that we we gonna wrap it up. We glad to be back. We gonna be back with more pods. We're going to follow these NBA finals and all the headlines. And for now, I'm your co-host, Mark Sr. I'm your host, Tay Wiggs. And we out of here. Peace. Peace.